right, Jackson. So you are you're a student at Harvard Divinity School. Is that the is that how you frame it? Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, currently a master's student. I'm set to graduate in May. Um, I'm uh, pursuing a master's in uh, theological studies, and my focus is uh, history of Christianity. So I'm primarily interested in uh, Armenian religious history and the development of the Armenian Christian tradition, but I also do Mormon studies on the side as well. Yeah. And, um, and you're Latter-day Saint, but you're back and you're raised in the church, right? Yep. Yep. Raised in the church. Um, did, uh, come from a kind of a mixed faith upbringing during my teenage years. Um, uh, which is kind of what got me interested in, uh, religion and, um, interfaith activism and whatnot. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, uh, it's, it's been a really fun journey since, since that point. And I've been having a great time at the divinity school. Nice. Was there like a moment that you decided that the Harvard divinity school was in your future or, oh, or, well, uh, um, well, I, I will say that, uh, when I got accepted, um, one of the things that, uh, I posted online was a, a picture of me from a decade prior when I was, uh, like 12 or 13. Uh, wearing a Harvard shirt and an ASU hat, and uh, that that ma- has matched my academic uh, journey. Um, I did my undergrad at Arizona State University, and uh, in religious studies and history, and um, yeah. So I honestly, I, I did not uh, uh, necessarily believe that I I would go to Harvard one day, but uh, it's it's been a um, uh, kind of a dream come true, um, yeah. being able to to study here and, and be connected with all the wonderful, brilliant folks. So what's it like uh, being a Latter-day Saint, uh, you know, at Harvard Divinity School? Yeah. Um, well, uh, I'm, I'm currently the president of the Latter-day Saint Student Association at HDS. And um, I, I can say in the last couple of years, we've had the largest uh, LDS cohort uh, move through the Divinity School. Uh, we represent roughly three to 4% of the student population, I would say. Um, we have about six or seven uh, LDS students right now, as well as uh, two staff members and then a, a faculty member, uh, David Holland, uh, the son of uh, Elder Holland. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, uh, in fact, just a year ago, he was serving as the acting dean of the Divinity School. So um, he, he, you know, besides his uh, impressive uh, academic um, uh, uh, status, um, he's well respected in the school. And um, uh, HDS has been uh, kind of the, the alma mater of uh, a number of other Latter-day Saints, uh, Philip Barlow, um, uh, Kate Holbrook, uh, Taylor Petrie, um, etc. So, um, yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's a good time, I would say. Um, yeah. uh, some folks might have maybe misconceptions or be a little, like, uh, weary of, of the idea of, of uh, I don't know, uh, graduate studies in religion, but I have only felt encouraged in my faith and in my scholarship uh, by my peers and by my professors at HDS. And in fact, um, I've ended up doing more work with Mormon studies than I originally anticipated just because of the, uh, at the encouragement of my professors and peers. Oh, wow. I bet those conversations in those circles are just fascinating, you know? Oh, you, oh Yeah. yeah. And the Diver- the Divinity School is so uh, religiously and academically diverse. Um, uh, about half the students are heading in a pastoral direction, getting a Master's of Divinity. The other half, uh, roughly, are doing what I'm doing, which is a Master's of Theological Studies. It's the more academic track. But uh, you have 
people of all different religious traditions represented, and they are applying their studies to uh, the intersection of religion and law, religion and agriculture, you know, uh, religion and medicine, uh, so many different fields. Um, so it's just been great to be able to develop relationships with a really smart, passionate, um, uh, spiritually minded uh, folks um, who are, you know, committed to the intersection of, of scholarship, public work, and, and maybe whatever faith tradition uh, or lack thereof they might represent. Do you have a specific uh, career path in mind once you graduate there? Uh, I would like to uh, uh, stay in academia. Um, yeah. I, I'm interested in public scholarship, um, but like I mentioned, my primary my primary uh, interest is Armenian studies. So I would love to continue to uh, mm-hmm. lean into that field and and pursue different uh, research opportunities related to Armenian history. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm hoping to stay in kind of the route of uh, research and publishing and and teaching, hopefully. And do you have a specific connection with the Armenian uh, history or culture? Yeah, I served my mission in Armenia and okay. uh, had the opportunity to learn the language and really fall in love with the people mm-hmm. and their their culture and and uh, rich religious heritage. Uh, Armenia is the first officially Christian country in the world. Um, they became Christian in 301 AD. So they just have such a rich uh, heritage of uh, Christian identity. And they're in such an interesting area of the world, uh, bordering Turkey, Azerbaijan, Iran, and, and Georgia. It's kind of like right there. Um, uh, it's technically Eastern Europe, you know, but it's it's kind of like uh, Western Asia and Eastern Europe and, you know, Middle East. It's it's the Caucasus region is just uh, uh, quite historically and uh, uh, politically interesting. Wow. What, what was it like preaching the gospel there? Were they more receptive or was it a, a typical European mission? <laughs> Um, well, uh, the vast majority of Armenians identify as Christian, uh, even if, you know, they may or may not be practicing. Um, yeah. So to be Armenian in many senses, uh, because it's so deeply ingrained in their sense of uh, ethnic and cultural identity is to be Christian. Um, and so that made it easy in the sense that um, uh, if we wanted to have conversations about Jesus, uh, many people were always willing to have those conversations um, we had to specify we weren't Jehovah's Witnesses first. Um, that that tended to help us. Um, but uh, yeah, as far as um, I, I don't know, uh, extending the invitation for baptism or you know considering uh, offering the invitation for them to maybe consider uh, a new uh, uh, branch of their their personal journey of faith uh, that could be more difficult. Um, Armenia is technically. Um, well, they have a uh, non proselytizing rules there, uh, by law. And so we would have to wait for people to approach us on the subject of religion, which I kind of liked, um, because we would, if we ever went door to door, our first question was, you know, how can we serve you? You know, uh, are there any service projects we can do as opposed to, um, I don't know, some of the, some of the approaches that, um, uh, sometimes can, um, put the emphasis on the their reception to the message rather than the relationship and, and opportunity mm-hmm. to help. Yeah. So did you wear name badges and look like traditional missionaries? Or? Yeah, 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 we did. Um, which in yeah. that part of the world, you know, uh, led to some accusations of uh, being spies or uh, CIA agents. Um, yeah. But uh, no, we were we were treated very uh, kindly. Uh, Armenians are deeply, deeply hospitable people. Um, so it was a, a very enjoyable and formative experience for me. Yeah. Wow. Well, the reason I wanted to 
jump on a call with you and, and record a, a quick interview here is I guess you recently wrote an article for the Harvard Divinity Bulletin. Is that mm-hmm. essentially the the journal for the Divinity School? Yeah, it's a it's an academic magazine, um, and uh, so they publish uh, twice a year. Um, they have a a, a uh, what is it? It would be a spring, summer, and a fall, winter edition. Um, and, uh, so I offered a review piece, um, uh, titled Mormonism, the most American religious other, um, which, uh, provides an overview of kind of the, the perception and, uh, uh, place, um, uh, of Latter-day Saints and, and Mormonism in the, in, within Western pop culture, um, and my interest in kind of pursuing this article was uh, brought out of uh, the opportunity to attend the premiere of Under the Banner of Heaven um, mm. uh, held in Salt Lake City uh, earlier this year. Um, and so originally I was uh, hoping to do a review piece uh, specifically on Banner, um, uh, the, the drama series uh, from uh, Hulu FX, uh, but it quickly turned into a much larger overview as uh, more and more uh, kind of high profile, um, uh, treatments or engagements of, of Latter-day Saints, Mormonism, uh, different, uh, parts of, of Mormon culture, uh, have been, uh, released through different streaming services or, you know, just, uh, through, yeah. uh, the, the big screen. Yeah. And, um, what was it like, or how, how did it come together for you to go to the premiere? Was that, I mean, how, how did that happen? Yeah. Um, well, I, um, I've, I engage, uh, widely across a number of different, uh, uh, Mormon adjacent circles, uh, including, uh, Sunstone in the past. Um, and it was, uh, through my connection with, uh, Lindsay Hansen Park, uh, the director mm-hmm. of the Sunstone Education Foundation, that um, uh, I was able to, you know, get the invite to attend. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it was a, a really interesting experience. You know, I, I had read uh, Under the Banner of Heaven before. I read it again on the plane um, in preparation. And so we watched, we were able to see the first two um, episodes of the show Um a couple days before they were officially released, um, and in attendance uh, were, were members of the cast, uh, including um, uh, Andrew Garfield um, and uh, Sam Worthington, um, uh, as well as others. Um, and uh, the director, uh, Dustin Lance Black, uh, was in attendance as well. So um, after yeah. the the screening, we were able to uh, listen to a, a cast um, and. Uh, 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 Q and a, you know, with uh, dust Lance black as well. Nice. Nice. And for, for those, I'm just, I, I don't know. I've, I watched the series and I'm familiar with under banner of heaven, but if someone's listening and they, they haven't heard of the book or the series, how would you summarize what under the banner of heaven is? Yeah. Well, um, it is an at the, the show is an adaptation of uh, a book published in 2003, um, by John Krakauer, um, uh, who, uh, quite the, um, uh, well-known, um, uh, writer and, and novelist. Um, uh, and, um, the, the timing of his, uh, of his work, uh, on under the banner of heaven, uh, followed both, uh, the events of nine 11, uh, but uh, also came right before uh, some of the very high-profile coverage of uh, Warren Jeffs and the FLDS and, and the various associated raids um, in the early mid-2000s uh, with that group. Um, 
And so Under the Banner of Heaven uh, to this day has uh, um, maintained a significant status um, and, and level of prominence. Um, on Amazon, for instance, it's been the number one uh, bestseller in Mormonism um, for years and years. Um, and so this, uh, this dramatic adaptation of Krakauer's work, um, the, the story essentially covers uh, the uh, 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 horrific uh, events um, which took place in Utah in uh, the, the mid-80s, um, in which uh, members of the Lafferty family, uh, um, uh, who originally had been uh, mainstream, albeit uh, uh, rather uh, very, very, very conservative, uh, hyper-Orthodox uh, um, uh, Latter-day Saints uh, eventually um, took the path of fundamentalism and religious extremism. And as a result, um, uh, Brenda Lafferty uh, um, uh, and her small child uh, uh, were um, killed, murdered, and in a really uh, gruesome way. And so Under the Banner of Heaven, both the show and the book um, tried to provide a um, a level of uh, historical and, and cultural contextualization to the murders and uh, the the trials that followed. Yeah. Now, pivoting back to the article you wrote, what, uh, I mean, as you approach this topic, what what's the general premise or what question were you trying to answer through the article? I would say the stance of the article is one that um, uh, attempts to answer the question of how Latter-day Saints are viewed uh, through popular media. Um, and so by adopting media as a lens uh, uh, through which to um, uh, consider that, um, especially in the wake of, uh, you know, we're now a, a decade removed um, uh, from Mitt Romney's presidential campaign and from the Mormon moment of uh, the late uh, 2010s or 2000s, I guess. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to ask the question of, you know, OK, uh, what, if anything, has changed? And uh, by uh, paying attention to media coverage of uh, Latter-day Saints, um, how do how uh, what what can we glean um, from their place in the American mind uh, or the Western mind, um, as, as well as um, how does uh, the history of Mormonism and its uh, development as a religious tradition, especially in an American context, uh, factor into uh, its uh, present uh, status? Yeah. And do you feel like, because oftentimes this is framed as the Mormon moment part two, right? Um, that all this, all this media and these series, uh, you know, often whether they're do documentaries or, or uh, dramatizations or whatnot, but there's this focus or flavor of the Latter-day Saint restoration Mormonism uh, tradition. Um, do, do you feel like we're, or, is, or part of your, your, uh, your article's just addressing that we're sort of the the last religion that it's okay to sort of pick on or or make light of or put in these these dark places. Um, well, I, I would say that uh, Mormonism, uh, fr from what I argue, uh, occupies a, a space of double identity um, in mm -hmm. popular culture. Uh, one in which it has often been recognized as the most American religion, um, which is uh, kind of um, where the title of my piece uh, comes from, uh, inspired by a, um, uh, an article written by uh, McKay Coppins um, in the mm -hmm. Atlantic uh, a year or two ago. Um, and uh, so, you know, for decades, uh, various scholars have identified Mormonism as a quintessentially American religion. Um, and, uh, and yet I also explore the other sense in which Mormonism simultaneously 
is the most um, uh, uh, the most American religious other, where mm-hmm. um, yes, it uh, is recognized as having this uh, distinctive uh, uh, quintessential American quality to it. Yet that uh, that recognition does not uh, um, uh, come uh, paired with a uh, with Mormonism occupying or or largely enjoying throughout its history uh, a place within the mainstream. Um, and so it's trying to to explore both sides of that coin um, and the sense in which Mormonism over the course of its development has made different moves to assimilate into broader American culture and where the various tensions and uh, um, uh, holdouts uh, still are uh, with respect to it uh, being recognized or granted a, a truly uh, a mainstream level of acceptance. Yeah. And do you think I'm that as far as that reach for, for mainstream, it, it, it feels like, you know, from inside the church, we, as members of the church, we sort of want that mainstream recognition. And I think that's where the, the Romney campaign was sort of uh, so validating for us as a group of, of people. So like, yeah, they're finally seeing us, you know, they'll, they'll finally put us on, on uh, pedestals like the, the run for the presidency and whatnot. Um, and so I'm just curious, like, why do you, what, what is it more, our fault as members of the church of maybe wanting that mainstream too much, or is it more of just the secular world in our country rejecting any religion, even if we say that we are American? Yeah. Um, it's certainly been the case throughout our history, um, that, uh, Mormons, uh, Latter-day Saints have been subjected to, uh, uh, um, especially in the past, uh, pretty heightened levels of marginalization, uh, of course, you know, as members of the church, we speak uh, often about the persecution in the early church. Um, and uh, these forms of marginalization uh, hit our community in a number of different ways, uh, which I outlined in my article. Um, uh, uh, this marginalization has occurred on racial lines, economic lines, um, uh, theological lines, social lines, political lines. Um, and, uh, y- you know, it's there, there's a, a kind of paradox in our own uh, conception of self, right? Uh, we do view ourselves as peculiar people, uh, and and we often espouse rhetoric that uh, you know we are uh, in the world but not of the world, right? Um, yeah. And so this sense of having one foot in, one foot out, um, even though we adopt, I would say, uh, uh, sometimes similar uh, uh, takes on our own sense of uh, place. Um, I think the disconnect is that uh, the the ways in which that's actually negotiated or played out uh, within broader American society doesn't always occur on the terms we would like it to. Um, and uh, so throughout our history, um, we have collectively as a community made moves that have facilitated or helped uh, us to uh, gain uh, uh, higher levels of mainstream uh, inclusion or acceptance. Um, but, uh, you know, I, what I argue is that, uh, we still have yet to reach, uh, perhaps the level of, uh, of, uh, I don't know, mainstream respect that we might, uh, want. Um, you mentioned the Romney campaign and, uh, while that was, uh, very much a watershed moment, um, we did see, you know, rhetoric about, uh, questioning, the viability of running a Mormon candidate um, yeah. uh, for uh, the presidential office. Um, uh, similar questions that uh, J- JFK faced as the first uh, Catholic uh, president. Um, people questioned whether or not a Mormon could truly be, you know, sufficiently loyal to the interests of the United States over and above uh, his own uh, uh, religious community and tradition. Um, so there, 
there remains a certain sense of uh, distance, of uh, uh, suspicion, perhaps um, sometimes outright hostility uh, that I think Latter-day Saints face that um, uh, while, uh, especially nowadays um, uh, in uh, popular treatments of religion, uh, uh, two highly common uh, uh, kind of tropes or lanes through which uh, religion is treated, you know, on Netflix, Hulu, etc., uh, would be religious exit narrative or true crime. Um, yeah, you know, we we have yet to kind of break out of the predominance of those roles in uh, uh, displaying and and uh, depicting members of our faith. Yeah. Is there any message you would have for Hollywood or some of these filmmakers that are producing this type of content? Yeah, um, I, I just think uh, the the Mormon world is uh, diverse. There's a lot of rich stories, and I certainly don't deny the uh, the potential importance or validity of the stories that have been told so far with respect to uh, perhaps moments of uh, of uh, religious violence or um, you know scandal or um, uh, the uh, covering the uh, faith journeys of those who, you know, perhaps part ways with our tradition. Um, but certainly when uh, depictions of our community, like with other religious minority groups, are isolated to those lanes, it communicates something, I think, to the larger uh, public um, and often serves to reinforce certain tropes, uh, certain perceptions uh, that, um, you know, uh, certainly they're not flattering. Um, but, uh, I think they, they fail to capture, uh, the true, uh, lived religious experience of, uh, of kind of, uh, the Mormon faith. So, um, I, I'm all for, you know, uh, fresh, um, uh, creative depictions highlighting, uh, other aspects of, uh, lived Mormon life. Um, uh, in the article, for instance, I point out, uh, the character of uh, Susie in uh, the Stranger Things uh, season uh, seasons three and four, uh, where mm-hmm. um, I guess what made her character so compelling for me, uh, she's a she's depicted as a Latter Day Saint, you know, living in in Utah, Salt Lake City in the in the mid eighties, um, and uh, and yet Mormonism is never the focus, right? Um, she's always in able, the background, right? She's just able to exist, right? She's yeah. able to be her own character. And, uh, for those of us who are familiar with the faith or perhaps members ourselves, uh, you know, you can certainly, uh, uh, identify different ways in which, uh, her, uh, uh, assumed faith background, uh, informs her character and her family dynamics and, and the ways in which, uh, she, uh, engages with the other characters of the show and the, and the wider plot. Um, but at the same time, you know, I think what makes her compelling, you know, is that she's just able to be a Mormon, right? And the the emphasis isn't uh, on uh, Mormonism itself. So, um, you know, I, I think that kind of space uh, where in a number of other um, uh, treatments of religious figures in cinema, right? Um, the, you know, a there's a level of, of latent Catholicism or latent Protestantism or Judaism or something like that, right? Uh, where these characters are allowed to, you know, uh, just be identified as such without that being the the overwhelming emphasis. Um, I, I find that uh, personally refreshing. Um, but at the same time, you know, I, I think there are uh, certainly uh, stories to tell, um, uh, breaking outside of the predominant uh, uh, track so far where Latter-day Saints have been depicted as uh, victims of, perpetrators of, or accessories to violent crime uh, or, or criminality or uh, perhaps, uh, you know, uh, dissidents uh, from their faith tradition. So 
yeah, yeah cer- certainly more stories to be told. That's cool. Well, Jackson, anything, uh, any other point or principle that, uh, we haven't touched on that would help people that would, you know, encourage people to go read your article. Um, yeah, one, one thing I will say is that, uh, part of this issue that I see, uh, with respect to the, uh, uh, kind of singular lanes in which uh, Mormons are presently uh, depicted in the media. Um, uh, I think we have to be more and more bold in telling our own stories, right? Uh, We have to break outside of the conventions that we have historically limited ourselves to in many respects. Uh, um, The, you know, I I think uh, many of us have a kind of favorite uh, um, uh, shows or, or movies in, in, uh, kind of the LDS uh, cinema world, right? Um, I'm thinking like the best two years or the singles ward or something. Um, but those can tend to be fairly inaccessible to outsiders, right? We have to be more and more willing uh, to tell our own stories in creative and dynamic ways that uh, uh, help reveal the parts of ourselves that we would like to uh, uh, discuss and present to the wider world. Uh, but without, you know, uh, having perhaps qualities to them that come off as uh, overtly uh, you know, proselytizing or preachy or something like that, right? Um, I, I think it, it is clear that religious characters and religious plots are uh, still very compelling to uh, wider audiences, you know, of, of people who don't necessarily belong to those groups themselves. Um, but, you know, we have to be able to tell those stories in a way that's palatable to external audiences, but um, our uh, you know, stories and narratives that uh, we feel uh, uh, represent authentically our own lived uh, experiences. So, um, yeah. you know, it's it it kind of uh, runs in both directions, right? Um, but uh, I I have uh, I, I'm optimistic that it can be done, um, and that it will take uh, um, I don't know the the just the creation of of the right stories to to break out of those lanes. Yeah, you know, as you say that, my mind goes to just the recent success of of the Chosen, you know, yeah. which is a dramatization of the life of Jesus, and they they've just released their third episode. And I'm a, I'm a big fan. I mean, obviously being very Christian, and I've really enjoyed following that series. And it's interesting to see the success because it is. I mean, by far, it's definitely pro, you know, Jesus, pro Christian. Um, but nonetheless, they've they've approached it in a way that's captivated an audience, not just in Christianity, but I've heard many stories of other people just being intrigued by it. And um, it makes me wonder what our faith community or those, um, you know, uh, filmmakers within our faith community could produce, you know, even that type of of a dramatization of maybe church history that maybe shows a little bit more of a rugged look at Joseph Smith or, you know, doesn't just paint him as the George Washington perfect figure of our church history, but really shows uh, the struggles and the dynamics there. But anyways, but I, I, there's also that feeling of sometimes Christian filmmakers, you know, that they push that agenda so hard that you lose any character development and right you know right. all that all the stuff that makes a great uh a great series or or movie or whatnot but yeah it makes me wonder what we can learn from what the chosen is doing and 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 applying it to our faith tradition so yeah certainly i i've long joked that uh, i would love to see a kind of like hbo drama series of the nauvoo period or you know the early utah period but uh, honestly yeah. Um, you know, maybe after Banner or some of these other treatments, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a bit more uh, hesitant now at, at my openness of that. Uh, but I, I can be <laughs> yeah. kind of a stickler on how we're represented. Um, but, uh, you know, that just kind of comes with uh, belonging to the community and, and identifying with the tradition. 
Yeah, for sure. Well, where, um, where would you send people to go find your, your article? Yeah. Um, you can just type in, uh, uh, Harvard divinity bulletin, uh, into any search engine. Uh, the website should come up, uh, pretty immediately. It's a uh, bulletin.hds.harvard.edu. Um, and, uh, just right on the front page, if you scroll down, uh, my article will be, uh, uh, present in the review section. So, um, there's a, there's an image from under the banner of heaven, uh, on there. And, uh, like I said, the title is Mormonism, the most American religious other. So, um, yeah, feel free to check it out, reach out, um, you know, uh, comment. And, uh, I'm, uh, just, uh, grateful to be able to be part of this broader conversation from, uh, in which, uh, you know, many folks have, uh, uh offered commentary on the recent, uh, Mor- Mormon moment too, right. That we've been seeing in, in, uh, media coverage. Yeah. Well, Jackson, g- good luck in, in school there at the Divinity School and keep us posted on things you're learning, other things you're writing, and uh, we'll definitely check it out. Yeah, sounds great. Thanks so much, Kurt. Really appreciate it.